This is Prairie Rome Companion, episode 49, recorded April 20th, 2011. The Sacred Triduum, or Father Hates God. Welcome to Prairie Rome Companion. I am your co-host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I am your co-host, Father Andrew Dickinson. I know, I, I went with co-host this time because we're both co-hosts, you know, so I... I shouldn't really call, I shouldn't privilege myself by saying I'm the host because we're both the hosts. So we're co-hosts. I thought, I, thought, I thought you did say host. No, I said co-host this time. I normally do say host, and yet the time um, I don't say you host, you, you think sure? I did. maybe I heard an echo from the past through Skynet. <laughs> yes, Skynet is self. We are, uh, for those of you that aren't aware, uh, Dr. Chris Bergwald almost <laughs> choked on his coffee with uh, the joke about Skynet as uh, we are recording today. Uh, approximately uh, 14 hours after Skynet went live. Yep. For those of you that might be fans of the Terminator uh, series of movies, uh, we are not fans, although apparently there are fans in the Chancery that are sending Dr. Chris Bergwald texts. <laughs> so if you're wondering uh, what happens amongst Chancery officials in the evening, they send each other texts about Terminator movies. Yes, 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 we do. No wonder my toaster didn't work this morning. Gosh. <laughs> Your toaster is rebelling. <laughs> At the beginning. No toast for you. <laughs> for those of you who wonder what priests do on Wednesday mornings, they talk, make Seinfeld references when they... <laughs> what have I done on this Wednesday morning so far during Holy Week? I hosted the men's holy hour from oh, 6.30 to 7.30. Oh, here we go. Father, we covered... We're going to organize music for Holy Thursday Mass and for our uh, Divine Mercy Sunday Mass and Eucharistic Procession. I believe this was episode 30, where we talked about the life and times of a Catholic priest. So let's not rehash all that. <laughs> so anyway, Father, blessed Holy Week to you. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, your Palm Sunday, well, I, I know it sounded like you had a doozy of a Palm Sunday. Uh, the Palm Sunday Masses were great. I had... Uh, some other things going on between uh, our adult Sunday school. Uh, we had a, a wonderful uh, opportunity for confession uh, in cooperation with the other parish in town. We had five priests hearing over two hours of confessions. And that was good. And uh, then I had a night with the college students with some praise and worship and uh, uh, healing prayer. And uh, so, but uh, which made for one very tired priest come uh, 1030 Sunday night, 11 o'clock Sunday night, and uh, one very tired priest uh, during Holy Week. But I, I bet it I'm sneaking in some naps. I hope you know it's the Italian. We were Roman Catholics, and in Rome they take reposos, siestas after lunch. So feel free. Well, thank you. Yes, yes. Well, the only issue uh, during Holy Week is uh, the extra hour of confessions each day. Oh, yeah. Um, and so lunch doesn't isn't available till one, which is very Roman then. That's you're right. It is. So, um, are you, and are you finding with the extra of confession? I mean, are people coming? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, things are getting done. And so, uh, uh, yes, they are using, they are making, they're availing of themselves the opportunity for uh, confession. Good, good, good. Um, does that does that does that does that make sense? Uh, Just I, a stutter. I think they're coming. Yes. <laughs> so um, we are now, of course, there. They will come. Exactly. So today is um, Spy Wednesday. Uh, I think unofficially speaking, um, and we're moving rapidly towards the uh, the sacred 
Twidwum. As. <laughs> What's it? Suffering Zuckatash. Twidwum. <laughs> or is that maybe that, that's my, maybe that's my impersonation of the of the guy on Princess Bride. Mowage. Anyway. Uh, the Triduum, the, the holy three days, the sacred three days, um, the holiest time of the year. You know, Father, I, I've been trying to impress upon my kids, and, and, and Father um, has, has seen my children. They're young children. Um, but this is the holy week of the year. And the thing is, you know, I, the, 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 the cultural buildup for Christmas is so much greater. It's, it's, it's harder, in, in a sense, to try to impress upon your kids the fact that this is the holiest week of the year, and then starting tomorrow night, we're beginning the holiest three days of the year, because I think when the way the culture sort of um, markets things, literally, uh, yeah. that would be Christmas. And yet this is, well, Christmas, in no way denigrating Christmas, uh, from Holy Thursday evening through Easter Sunday night, this is the holiest time of the year for, for Christians, for Catholics. Very much so. You know, but, but as you say, it doesn't have that exterior cultural force to it. And so it's up to us, the individual uh, pastors, parents, parishes, to, uh, uh, to and individual Catholics to make those efforts. It's interesting that we talked about that a little bit um, in regard to the Palm Sunday liturgy and the invitation uh, at the beginning where it talks about uh, let us uh, let us remember this event with great devotion, to right. paraphrase. It's an indirect quote of that. But So we, you know, the, it's a certain duty, a certain uh, incumbents upon us to uh, to celebrate with care. Father, did you? Uh, okay, I'll just I'll start with me. Actually, when I was growing up, you know, certainly we um, we definitely went to Good Friday, um, the Good Friday service. Uh, sometimes the Holy Thursday, sometimes, um, and then we usually went to Easter Sunday morning. But I don't recall, at least to be fair to my parents, I don't recall that we did a lot of these extra things uh, or, or a lot of extra devotionals or, or traditions in the home. To uh, to to enter into you know what you were just saying to try to to try to celebrate Holy Week and the Triduum in particular um, with greater reverence and devotion. Anything maybe that you did or that you know of that other Catholic families do um, to to enter into the sacred time more fully. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my family like we had our little traditions of things. I mean, as far as like we we would usually go to Holy Thursday we'd, uh, and Good Friday. Uh, just so our parents and their work schedules and things like that would allow it, and we'd always go. Our parish uh, in Yankton, Sacred Heart in Yankton, growing up, would have a Good Friday, uh, I, I don't remember what we called it, but a Stations of the Cross walk type okay. of thing. Yeah. In which we would go and we'd pray at different places in the community, kind of corresponding to the uh, intentions from Good Friday. So we do things like that. Uh, Saturday, though, was pretty calm, usually. You know, um, I think. You know, there was a certain soberness that was around the house, but there wasn't anything extra, I think, in terms of devotion, just in my memories of it. Right, right. Yeah, it's, it, Saturday is interesting that with sort of the eye of the storm, so to speak, you know, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and yeah. then n- nothing, quote-unquote, spectacular until the Easter Vigil. So you've got that entire period of all-day Saturday um, when there's not, in a sense, much going on, so to speak. Very good way to describe it, the eye of the storm. Yeah. So. But also at the same time, that's where the center, 
the center of, of the force really is as uh, our Lord enters into the sleep of death and conquers death and then rises from the grave. And he's, I guess it's, it's calm up here because he was busy um, kicking Satan's butt. Hallowing hell, freeing Adam and Eve and the just souls of, well, forever before he came. Um, the gates of heaven being opened. So, Anyway, um, so w- what we thought, Father, and I thought we could do is maybe just, again, as we did in sort of Palm Sunday, walk through the, the liturgies uh, a little bit of, of the sacred triduum again. Uh, so I think sometimes triduum being three days, and it's one of these math things again. All right, so what are the three days? But it does it does work this time. Um, it starts Thursday night, so Friday evening is day one, Saturday evening day two, and Sunday evening is day three. So these sacred three days, um, and and the Lord's Supper is is ought to be, and generally speaking, is um, I don't know of any exceptions uh, celebrated in the evening to recall uh, the the Last Supper that Jesus celebrated with his apostles. Of course, the, the night before he, he died on the cross. Um, before we get into any particulars, Father, anything generally about this Mass, or anything in particular that you want to point out about this? Well, I think just as you point out there, it is an evening Mass. Like the, uh, In the Missal, it actually speaks of it as the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. Uh, you know, It says, for pastoral reasons, the local bishop may permit another Mass to be celebrated, uh, uh, in, so, so typically you'd only have one mass of the Lord's Supper at each at your parish, right? Um, so you wouldn't do like the 5 p.m. <clears throat> Holy Thursday mass and the 7 p.m. Holy Thursday mass. You just do the one. Good point. And uh, but there could be two for a, a genuine necessity if there's I mean, that many faithful who really want to go, or you could even you could possibly do in the morning, but only with the bishop's permission at a time other than the evening. And then it would only be for people that could not attend um, the evening mass, right? And so uh, it's very interesting that way. What's What's interesting, just sort of generally about Holy Thursday to me, you know, so I, typically the the chrism mass would be celebrated then. But we we talked a couple episodes ago about how ours in the diocese has moved. So there is, I I, I don't think there is, uh, there are no mass prayers. There is no mass for. Holy Thursday during the day is there, Father? I mean, the, the only the, the two mass texts for the day are the Chrism Mass, if yep. it hasn't been celebrated, and then the, the the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. So there is no right. daytime Mass. So so for instance, there is no funeral Mass on Holy Thursday. There is no wedding Mass on Holy Thursday, no. or Good Friday, or Holy Saturday for that matter. There you go. So for for so I'm right next to in our building. We're right next to St. Joseph Cathedral, um, and typically there is a 6:45 a.m. mass and a, and a noon mass, but there will not be tomorrow. Nope. Yep. Or Friday. Or Friday. No. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, anything else, Father? Just oh, well, yeah, anything else for you, uh, generally speaking? Well, just a little note that the tabernacle should be entirely empty. Um, yeah. Uh, at the beginning of this mass, and so uh, just always one of the rare times when the tabernacle should be empty. And so, you know, it's it's, it's always kind of interesting as a priest. Okay, how are people are going to be at Wednesday daily mass, and uh, how can I how can I arrange my daily masses throughout the week to try and empty out the tabernacle? In this <laughs> so now, question: When do you, when do you? So does that mean that at, so you try to use all of the. The, the Eucharistic hosts at Wednesday Daily Mass, and therefore, after Mass, you snuff out the tabernacle candle? 
The sanctuary lamp? Uh, apparently. apparently. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you had a uh, chapel of repose somewhere else outside of your church, um, you know, whether in a small chapel, if you had one like in the rectory or someplace like that, I suppose you could repose it to that location as well. And then you wouldn't have to worry about um, doing that after your Wednesday daily mass. Right. Right. And then you could just simply move, remove the blessed sacrament. Right. And of course, we'll get at the end of this mess. We'll we'll understand more clearly why it should be empty uh, at the beginning. So, Father, one of the things that always uh, strikes me about this mess is that the Gloria is sung. Um, and it, is that well? Do you know? I, I'm not completely clear on why that is. Are, do you know? Can you explain that one to me? Well, why would it not be sung? Uh, because we're still. Um, in the season of penance, even though Lent technically has ended, it's still a time of penance, and we don't sing the Gloria on the Sundays. But we do sing it on the Feast of the Annunciation, and the Song Feast of St. Joseph. I know. So I wonder, so what, so... We do sing it at the Chrism Mass. Right. I was going to say, is it because it's a, a, a solemnity of a, I don't even know if, no? Well, anyway. We don't sing it on Sundays of Lent, though, so... Why do we, is it because this is the uh, particularly high... But it is it, because it's the Mass of the Lord's Supper, though. Yeah. Okay. It I'll, is a commemoration of that. I'll just have to go with it. Um, so our readings, uh, the, the first... Why must re- you question the church? I'm trying to understand. Faith-seeking understanding. It's my job. Uh, <laughs> um, so the first reading is from Exodus, and we have the, the, the recollection of the Exodus, but particularly the celebration of the Passover meal, which of course is connected to the Gospel reading. But before we get to that, we have Psalm 116 with the refrain, Our blessing cup is a communion with the blood of Christ, which is actually from 1 Corinthians 10. And then the second reading is from 1 Corinthians 11, um, where St. Paul recounts the tradition that he received from the Lord recalling what Jesus did in inaugurating the Eucharist at the Last Supper. And then interestingly, so this is one of the other interesting things to me, the Gospel is not from Matthew, Mark, or Luke, where we get that, again, the recounting of the institution of the Eucharist, but uh, rather it's it's from uh, the Gospel of John, John's recounting the Passover, where he emphasizes Jesus' ministry, his, his love and the fact that he came to be, as a servant to serve, and so we get the narrative of the washing of the feet. And of course, once again, Peter's impetuousness, you're not going to wash my feet, and, 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 and Jesus said um, that he has to do this for him, well then wash not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Uh, Peter just being Peter. Um, so that's sort of the, the liturgy of, well, the, the, at least the first part of the liturgy of the Word. Anything, uh, anything that you want to comment on with the readings, Father? Well, no, I think it's, uh, they're definitely trying to, in those readings, get a balance of uh, three aspects of Holy Thursday. That Holy Thursday is the institution of the Eucharist, that Holy Thursday is the institution of the ordained priesthood, and that Holy Thursday is also the, the as it used to be called, maybe Monday uh, Thursday. Right, right. That um, institution of um, of the, uh, um, pardon my, my brain lapse, institution of uh, the commandment to love one another as Christ has loved us. Right. So then we go from the gospel to the washing of the feet. Uh, it, it, the text indicates 
uh, 12 men are to be chosen, reflecting the, the fact that it's the apostles, but as you and I were talking beforehand, and you, you, you rightly noted, the emphasis is on Christ's service, correct? Very much so. You know, uh, uh, that uh, so after the homily, the washing of the feet, emphasizing Christ's uh, humility, uh, that uh, he who made us, that he who is utterly innocent without sin, uh, does the action of a slave. You know, and I, the gospel, of course, says it. You know, uh, I, who you call master and teacher, have done this for you. You know, what should you then do for each other? Right. And so the emphasis there in that reenactment in the liturgy um, should be on, you know, your pastor whom you call father, Monsignor, your excellency, bishop, your holiness, you know, the pope. That if he's doing that, he's taking part in Christ's own self-giving example and should be uh, the witness of that uh, should be inspirational to uh, the people of uh, his parish, of his diocese of the church. Absolutely. It's a po- definitely a powerful image just when you see the Pope or the, your bishop or your pastor washing the feet of people of the parish. I remember getting my feet uh, washed by uh, Archbishop Chaput out in Denver where I was in seminary. And uh, that, was, uh, that, that, was, that was pretty stirring. Yeah, absolutely. So then the, the Mass proceeds um, with the Liturgy of the Eucharist, but at the end um, there is... A, after 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 the communion rite, there is uh, the prayer after communion, um, and then mass. The, the rubrics say that mass concludes with this prayer, and then we have the transfer of the Holy Eucharist, where often there's a procession. Where well, why don't you explain it, Father? You've you've probably done this before. What, what happens with the transfer of the Eucharist? Well, uh, just maybe first of all, that the mass concludes with that prayer. I think it's an interesting thing that there isn't a final blessing given in the Triduum services until the Easter Vigil. Oh, right. uh, until that right. uh, Easter night. And so Holy Thursday and then Good Friday, when we get to it, uh, it won't begin with the sign of the cross or with and it won't end with a blessing. Right. So in some sense, it'll be three continuous days of prayer. So it doesn't end with that blessing, although the mass concludes in some sense, the prayer doesn't. And there is no dismissal. Right. No dismissal. The Holy Thursday Mass of the Lord's Supper. Um, so now in so with this honoring of the Eucharist and the Eucharist has that way that we remain with our Lord and he remains with us. Uh, and that access that we have to his suffering and death. Uh, this bus segment is honored in a special way, and it's to be taken to a place of repose, a place of rest, if you will, uh, where we can adore him and spend time with him uh, uh, throughout the evening uh, of that day. It says, uh, Faithful should be encouraged to continue adoration before the sacrament for a suitable time during the night, according to local circumstances, but there should be no solemn adoration after midnight. Which means that you could have exposition, but at uh, midnight you would no longer want to have exposition, although people could, uh, throughout the night, if it is their wish, remain with the sacrament. Of course, and this, uh, this reminds us of Jesus' prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane after uh, the, 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 the Mass, well, after the Last Supper, um, in which he asks. chastisement of the apostles. Asking them, chastises the apostle says, "Could you not wait one hour with me?" Right. And, you know, and Father, on Palm Sunday, the, the the verse of the gospel really stuck out to me. That spoke to me this year. Um, are you still sleeping? Right. Are you still sleeping? Um, and that we are to, to to awake and keep watch with our Lord, keep watch for our Lord, how He is present to us in our lives. So, so anyway, I, and one of the things, Father, I. I, I 
I'd be curious to hear. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm curious how Denver does it. One of the things I loved about Rome, and actually the time Stumville did, in Stumville, they did this, the people did this as well. People would make visits to the different parishes in Rome. Of course, a large, large city with obviously many, many Catholic churches. People would just walk around the city, their their neighborhood, or maybe walk some distance, but to make um, short visits to our Lord uh, present in the Eucharist in those various churches during the time. Of, of solemn adoration, uh, as you said, up until midnight. And then at Steubenville, something, they did something similar. Um, and I've, I've mentioned this to people, um, different teachers have been giving on the Mass and the Eucharist during Lent uh, of this tradition. And, you know, I mean, some, obviously some, some in a rural diocese like ours, you can't necessarily travel to many other parishes. But if you live, you know, for instance... Um, uh, in Sioux Falls or uh, some of the other par- or cities in the diocese where there are a couple parishes, you can do that kind of thing. I think that, I think it's kind of a neat, pious tradition. Yeah, although it's a very much an urban tradition. I was, I was in some ways uh, saying the talking to a priest in our diocese earlier this week. The Triduum, in, in some ways, wasn't made for mission territories. Yeah, yeah, uh, such as ours, where uh, like I, as a priest, have more than one parishes I'm responsible for, which raises all sorts of questions that we won't get into here. <laughs> very, very good. So, and that that does conclude the, the the well, no, it concludes the first liturgy of of the Triduum. The first day is is not complete. Uh, we go on to Good Friday, um, and of course, uh, one of the more well known liturgies, and it's not, of course, a mass. There is nope. no Eucharistic prayer. There is no um, sacrificial offering of our Lord, as happens in Eucharistic prayer. It is a liturgy of the word, the veneration of the cross, and then there is a communion service. So we do receive our Lord in the Eucharist. Um, if I recall correctly, even you as the priest, though, only receive under the form of the consecrated hosts, correct? That is correct. That is correct. Because all the times the priest, uh, when he is celebrating the Mass, or the liturgy, is required to receive from both species. Right. But this is not a mass, therefore that requirement is not there. So one of the things I, you know, the, the, the solemnity of, of Good Friday and the Good Friday liturgy uh, starts right away with just the entering in silence and the, the prostration or prayer of, of the ministers and the people. That's a powerful way to begin the liturgy to me. Exactly. So there's a there's a reading from the book of the prophet. And, Sorry, go ahead. Actually, even even more so, uh, the invitation of prayer, like we're all used to, let us pray. Right, is not said. Right, there's just the prayer. The priest prays the prayer. Uh, so Isaiah, Psalm 31, Hebrews, and then of course we have John's account of the passion. Um, and then after that, of course, there is a. Uh, I, I think the the. Well, it's, it's not in here again, but I'm guessing the rubrics, I think, refer to a brief homily may be given, again, as we talked about with Palm Sunday. So, and then there's the, the general intercessions where we pray, um, we're uh, invited to pray, there's, there's kneeling, and then the actual prayer for the church, for the pope, for the clergy and laity of the church, for those preparing for baptism, for the unity of Christians, for the Jewish people, for those who do not believe in Christ, for those who do not believe in God, for all in public office, and for those in special need. Anything about the uh, the intercessions or intentions, general inter- general intercessions, stick out to you, Father, or you want to comment well, on? Actually, just speaking about the liturgy in general, you know, you mentioned that a uh, homily, a brief homily, may be given. 
you know, the point in many ways of this uh, Triduum service is not so much instruction or teaching, but for you to experience, to go through the visceral, if you will, phenomena of uh, these prayerful actions, that these exterior actions have an, have an effect on your internal life, on your interior life. And so the kneeling, the uh, reverencing of the cross, which we'll get to in a little bit, uh, in these ways, the prostrations that the priest makes at the beginning of Mass, all these ways, teaching and praying through that, uh, through that mode. Absolutely. And that does, I mean, certainly that's very apparent in the veneration of the cross, which you were just referring to, which comes after the general intercessions, where um, the, the, the cross is brought in, and there is the, the, the beautiful, uh, what does is, what is the minister say again? Uh, this is the wood of the cross on which hung the Savior of the world. I was hoping you would... This is the wood of the cross on which hung the Savior of the world. And then we all respond. Fighting the cold. We all, that's right. That's unfair to ask you to sing. We all respond, come let us worship. And you have the, the mm-hmm. slow unveiling um, of, of the cross. And then uh, we are invited, to the congregation, after the priest and other ministers have, have venerated the cross, we're all invited to come forward and, in our own way, venerate the cross. The most common gesture, of course, is, is to kiss it, but um, simply touching it and uh, uh, some sort of act of veneration is, is permitted. And then we move into the the uh, Holy Communion uh, portion of the liturgy, where the, the Eucharist is brought from the altar of repose. Um, we pray the Our Father, uh, and um, there is no there is no offering of peace. Uh, just communion, prayer after communion, prayer with the people, and again we all depart in silence. So that's the Good Friday liturgy. Anything I missed? Not that I can think of. Okay. So then we get to the, 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 the masses in which we celebrate our Lord's resurrection. First of all, the Easter Vigil, uh, and then, of course, Easter Sunday Masses. And the Easter Vigil, uh, one of the more powerful, I think, liturgies, Masses, um, uh, of the church year, uh, beginning with the... the um, Service of the light. Then we have the with with candles. Then we have the, uh, the liturgy of the word, which recalls in the numerous readings from the Old Testament God's work through, uh, for His people throughout salvation history. Then we have again the singing of the the, the Gloria um, and the reading, I think, from Romans typically. And then we get to uh, the the gospel. Uh, this year it will be the gospel according to Matthew when we have the account of the resurrection. One of the accounts of, of, well, the women coming to the tomb. There is no account of the resurrection, I think, which is, you know, many of us know that, but if you think about that, no, there is no eyewitness account of the resurrection. And in that sense, it's part of the uh, uh, simplicity and poverty by which our Lord uh, goes about his salvation, that he who was born unnoticed in a certain sense on the night of his birth in Bethlehem, uh, then uh, it rises again, conquering sin and death, completing his work in that way. Absolutely. That's an excellent point. So then we have the liturgy of baptism, where uh, those who need to be baptized or are, are being received into the church are confirmed. Um, uh, that happens. What, Father, one of my favorite parts is... Of of the mat, of the the Easter vigil and it, it comes in this part is the litany of saints. Um, there are a number of uh, a, a handful of, of masses I think where the the litany of saints is 
is uh, an integral aspect of it, and, and the vigil is one of them. Um, I love the Litany of the Saints as it's generally sung at the Easter vigil. Very much so. Uh, the, uh, well, actually, uh, you mentioned it briefly, but my, I didn't get to say it, but my favorite part of the Easter Vigil course is the Exalted. Oh, sorry, yes, I didn't mention I don't think I mentioned it at all. Please, do tell. Right. Well, the Exalted, of course, is the great Easter hymn of the Church, uh, sung after the procession in with the uh, blessed and lighted Easter candle. Um, although, sadly, now we don't see it in darkness anymore. Basically, we see it in light. But it's uh, the long and powerful hymn of um, the light of Christ, uh, dispelling evil, washing guilt away, restoring lost innocence. It's good. Right, b- back during the uh, the service of light. Right, sorry, I didn't. I didn't even refer to it, I don't think. So thank you for pointing out. That is beautiful. Um, so then we, those, they're received in the church, and then we have the, the liturgy of the Eucharist as normal, um, and that concludes the vigil, I believe, right? Am I missing something again? Nope. Okay. And then that brings us, of course, to Easter Sunday morning, where, where the Mass is actually, um, I don't know, more common, more typical, more familiar at least. Uh, there is the uh, renewal of baptismal promises um, that happens. There is the Easter sequence, I think, before the Gospel. Uh, but other than that, this is just a Sunday a Mass, in many ways like other Masses, but in which we, of course, commemorate in a particular way the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Which is a very good thing to commemorate. <laughs> yeah. Dramatic pause. Yes. <laughs> so, any, any, now, now, refresh my memory. Will you just the nature of of, of your uh, Easter Sunday morning? Will you will you be in the parish? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, both. Uh, I'll have three masses on Easter Sunday. I'll have eight thirty in White, uh, ten thirty at the Newman Center, and then. I left on the schedule at 6.30 at the Newman Center, though I don't know what sort of crowd we'll have, but just in case. So, any chance we could get a, a peek sneak at what you um, are or think you might be doing in terms of preaching for your Easter homily? Uh, not yet. Okay. Right. Not there yet. i got to get through Holy Week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'm going to ask you next week, what did you preach about on Easter? Because. You know, obviously, um, it's ob- usually a, 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 a beautiful turnout. Um, but, but you know, how I love to hear how priests preach about the resurrection on Easter Sunday. So, it's, uh, well, I, my, what makes you think I'm going to stop on Easter Sunday? A partic- how uh, particularly on Easter Sunday people preach about the resurrection? Well, there you go. Okay. I mean, I'm going to keep on preaching. Oh, I know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So that's uh, that's in a nutshell um, the uh, significance of the the Triduum masses. And I do want to point out, by the way, then that uh, Easter week, starting Easter Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and of course the following Sunday are all treated as solemnities um, in the liturgical calendar. So. Um, as I point out to people, so Easter Friday, the Friday after Easter, Easter is not a day of penance. So for those of you who normally during the year do, do, do some penitential act, giving up meat or something else on Fridays, Easter Friday is a day of rejoicing. It's a solemnity. So that means for me, I get 12 consecutive days of coffee, which will be awesome. Yeah. So anyway. I'm thinking next year for Lent, I'm going to drink coffee. Oh, oh, what? I don't, I don't like coffee. I hate coffee. 
I'm I'm sorry to hear that, Father. You must have yeah, my, I think I'm drink drinking for Lent next year. Some bad experience at some point in your childhood with coffee. Uh, no, every no no every time I've tried coffee, it just stinks. <laughs> and with that, we'll conclude this week's podcast. I think that'll be the title. Every time I drink coffee, it just stinks. That'll be a good. Well, actually, I should say I love the smell. I hate the taste. All right, all right. So. We will see you next week during the Easter season. Father, have a blessed rest of your Holy Week and a Holy Easter. Thank you much. God bless. We'll see you next time on Prairie Rome Companion.